Welcome to the Ready Eddy Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders. What's going on, guys? Before we get into today's podcast episode, I wanted to give you a quick update on the Ready Eddy membership program. To this point, we've grown to have thousands of products from up-and-coming startups and small businesses in the outdoor travel and lifestyle space on the platform. You can save up to 50% off all of these products, anything from skis to jackets to food bars to supplements. Anything you could think of to support your outdoor activities is on the platform from small up-and-coming brands. It's a great opportunity to support small businesses while also discovering brands that you've never heard of. You can show off the new gear to your friends and also save a ton while doing it. If you're interested in checking it out, head over to readyeddy.com slash members to get your first month free. What is going on, Ready Eddy Podcast listeners? Josh Salvo here, your host. On today's episode, I am sitting down with the founder of MPAC, Emily Schramm. Emily, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. Thanks for letting me join you. It's great to talk about all fun things, impact and adventure and fitness. Definitely. So uh, right off the bat for the listener that may not be familiar with MPAC, how would you best describe your business to them? Yeah. So the MPAC is my first product ever that I created out of a need for working out when I travel and also helping people work out doing strength training exercises at home. So it is first and foremost a backpack that works just like a backpack, a laptop sleeve and all the all the room you need for anything you're carrying, but it quickly converts into a weight So using water as weight, it comes with reservoirs that fill up, uh, whether it's in your hotel bathtub, whether it's in your own bathtub or kitchen sink, or even next to the ocean that you can fill it up in. And then the straps come off. You create a workout pack, however you want to use it, like dumbbells, barbell, or kettlebell. And then when you're done, you can put it back how it was and put your stuff back in it and you're back on the road. That's really awesome. So what was the... um... How did you come up with this idea? What was making you think like, hey, this is this is a product that needs to exist? Yeah, so kind of twofold. So I, my first business was just in the online training space. So started off in person and moved it all online, helping people with these challenges and teaching them how to move their body at home efficiently. But I would I just love functional fitness. And I think I kept running into the problem of when I told somebody these workout programs are dumbbell only, they would be really excited, but then they would go buy their first pair of dumbbells, or maybe they had a pair of dumbbells and it was always, you know, five pounds, seven and a half pounds, 10 pounds. And as you get stronger, it it became really hard to get the same results that we wanted from these kind of quick less workout. So that was problem one where I was trying to get people to get heavier weight, but in a safe way, in a way that they felt comfortable with. I also was trembling and the idea just hit me all at once. I was in a hotel. I wanted to work out. I was in California and I remember there was no hotel gym outside of just a couple treadmills in there. I didn't want to be inside because I was inside all day at an event and it was just beautiful outside. And so I went on to my patio and there was, uh, I took my suitcase. I just stuffed it with everything I could think of, even like the ice bucket and like the hotel Bible was in there. And I remember just throwing it on my shoulder and starting to squat with it. You know, that my hands hated the handles and it was awkward and clunky, but it was so efficient. And so 
that was really the start of, I just need to have a bag that I use for my travel that can convert. And so that's where the idea kind of came to me. And it just took a lot of trial and error before we launched on Kickstarter in 2016 was our first Kickstarter and we were fully funded within four hours. It was just like, a, all right, this is happening. And it's been taken off ever since. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your background. How did you get into fitness and healthy lifestyle? That is a great question. Uh, so I think for me, you know, if I dig back into, I've always been an athlete, so I've always loved to play sports and I've loved to feel strong, but I really felt like I kind of lost myself and lost direction, um, in high school and in college, just thinking that I was a certain type of athlete. And then realizing as I watched myself on a reality TV show, I was picked to be on real world in college, which was such a curveball and so unexpected and just kind of an opportunity that I said yes to, to see. And I didn't know what else to do with my life at the time, but really watching myself on that show, uh, I, I, I guess it's just a come to Jesus moment where in your head you look a certain way or you kind of are able to run away from bad pictures or bad videos. And then all of a sudden you're just watching yourself on TV along with the rest of the world and your friends and your family and people that you don't know. And so that was really tough for me because I felt like I could no longer run away from the discomfort I felt. I never looked in the mirror and liked what I saw. And so I realized that I could always run away from it or just be unsatisfied, or I could finally take action and really look in the mirror and say, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to feel like the best possible version of myself. And that of course started with just a workout routine and feeling strong in the gym, but then turn into nutrition, which really changed my life radically with the health issues that I had. Uh, and it just kind of for me, it was a no-brainer as soon as I accessed that, as soon as I felt that what I call superhero moment, just so invincible and so ready to take on the world because I had made that commitment to myself and I stuck with it, I knew that I had to teach other people that as well. So that really became my first business, the training and fitness in 2010 was when the journey really began. So when you were younger, did you always know that you wanted to work for yourself in some capacity? Because obviously at this point, you have so many different things going on. Um, E-Impact is being one of them. Yeah, I know. I had no idea. I honestly like, I still kind of am weird about the word entrepreneur. You know, for me, I'm like, I mean, it's a great word, but what does that really mean? But it is so who I have become and what I embody because it's just really the only thing that would give that away as a kid was I hated bosses. I hated authority. So I always wanted to do my own thing as far as just I don't like rules. But outside of that, my path was 100% to be a veterinarian, believe it or not. I was pre-accepted to vet school at um, University of Missouri, and I had worked with animals starting at a very young age at just vet clinics growing up and um, throughout rotation in college. So I, it just was a very big curveball for me to say, you know, this is something I've wanted to do since I was four, four years old. That was it. And then really co- going the complete opposite direction. And I'm grateful for it. I think that's the the beauty of when you don't know what you want to do or you're not completely content with what you're doing, There, it's never too late to change and to pivot. It's just a very cool reality that you can completely create whatever you want in life. Yeah, it's kind of funny how life just happens. <laughs> yeah, it does. You just got to roll with it. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so 
you um, you go through this journey. You become more health conscious. You um, become a personal trainer, and now through this journey, like you were saying, you develop impact. Um, now, how did you have any experience manufacturing prototyping? Like, how long did it take you to create the the pack that we see now? Um, you know, was it was it a fast process, or did it really mm-hmm. take you a ton of prototypes to really nail it? Oh, it was forever. I mean, the most, I, all I knew was how to train people, how to teach people how to meal, meal prep and be smart about the food that they were eating. And then I sold t-shirts. That was the extent of my online business, you know, really working on videos, but that was it. And so for me to switch gears, I had, you know, I just had this feeling that I absolutely have to follow this. I know it's ridiculous. And when I would tell people, it's like, okay, that sounds great, Emily. Like, good, good luck with that. But I just knew deep down that this was like something I had to do. And so I, I think the best description was I probably had a hundred no's of people saying, you know, I can help you design or they would try to sketch it. And it was so bad. I finally went to uh, this lady that she can sew anything. I found her up in the mountains in Colorado, just such a unique human. I don't know how we crossed paths, but her name was Esther and she was able to sew me the first, what would become the first prototype. And that's when people started taking me seriously. It took a little bit of extra effort and getting something in my hands. But before that, it was just all kind of whimsical. I think it it was a idea. And then that first prototype, even if it was just the ugliest thing you would ever see, it allowed the people that I wanted, the designers that I wanted um, to finally know that I was serious. And so I found a backpack designer here in Denver, Hexhead Designs. I mean, they've just, they're one of the best in the industry. And I just was so lucky that after emailing them and emailing them and emailing them, they finally took me in and at least listened to me. And then they all were on board. I mean, they had a great team where they realized that, you know, if I can at least get to the point where I can launch it on Kickstarter, we can see Kickstarter will tell us, right? We have 30 days. If it's not funded, I, you know, my initial investment would be lost, but I was willing to make that risk because I was so excited about this idea. So it was a lot of trial and error, especially because of the water component. We use water as weight, right? So you don't have to travel with weights. And if you want something durable for functional fitness, whether you're going to drop it or whether you're doing deadlifts with it or whether you're going to drag it across the floor or across the beach, whatever you're doing with it, it just has to be extremely durable. So the backpack component was easy. We could make the same thing that the military makes their bags with, and we just make it pretty. We, we add the right handles. We make sure it's double back nylon, 1000D Cordura, but it was really the water piece, the, the reservoir piece that we needed just as durable. So it was two different components of manufacturing and product development. But when they came together, it was just perfect. So, um, yeah, lots of effort, lots of really ugly bags that I still will keep in my closet as a reminder. <laughs> I should frame them sometime. Um, but it's been fun because it, every problem turns into a solution down the road in the business. So we need a smaller bag. We need something more for hiking. We need something more um, that's not quite as it's a, not a 30 liter pack. You know, you don't need a hike with a 30 liter pack for a day, day hike. So that ended up being our second product that we launched on Kickstarter as well. And then just, you know, creating the solution for different programs. So for moms, if they just had a baby and they want to work out, 
we created the diaper bag. So that was the next one that we did after that. So it's just all been really fun to experiment because it's the thing I love, which is fitness and training and helping people have access to strength training. But it's also been this amazing new world for me of, I love backpacks. I have always worn them and now I can create them in beautiful colors that are unique. And um, they also have the X factor of when I want to work out with it, it can convert. That's so interesting. Now, it, you when you mentioned the water bladder, I, I realized it's sort of like an aha moment, like being like an outdoorsy person or a skier. One of my biggest worries is having the bladder leak, especially when it's like 25 degrees outside and it gets yeah. all over your jacket. Like it's happened to me like four or five times in like the last 15 years. So making a bladder that can handle that sort of uh, wear and tear must have been fun <laughs> to say the least. It was. Yeah. We started off, you know, like we would call rafting c- companies and we would call anything with durable nylon, you know, or whatever it was. It was like, we started off with obviously camel packs and, and we knew that wasn't going to work, but it was just, um, constantly trying to trial and error until you can create it exactly how you want. And that's, that's really what has become the most fun process for me is, is taking something that was online training and nutrition, which I am so passionate about and I love so, so much, but to be able to give somebody a tangible tool where it's a reminder of that kind of lifestyle of, I am going to make this a priority when I travel to work out. And also just, I'm, I'm meant to move as a human and I don't need to be in a gym to get the results I want. That was truly the exciting thing for me, you know, as a former athlete and I competed in CrossFit for a few years and I was just so diehard in the gym, you know, life was not anything until I got my workout in. And it was so, I was missing out on adventure. I was missing out on everything that, especially in Colorado, that it has to offer me. And it really gave me my life back because I was able to to do these workouts and feel strong and capable, but barefoot in a park versus in another gym. And so it's just been this really fun, uh, internal transformation as well. Yeah. It's interesting. That actually resonates a lot with me because like as an outdoors, the person you want to stay fit for when you're not, um, you know, participating in whatever activities, like whether it's skiing, climbing, hiking, whatever. But the idea of having to be inside to train, it's just like, uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. like such a like oxymoron where you're just like, why, why? <laughs> I know. And then when you think of the days that you're the most anxious or the days that you have the hardest things on your plate and, you know, you have to check the box of whether it's going to the gym or whether it's just even going for, a, uh, you know, whatever it is that you do for class or fitness. I think that's the thing is like nature has all the remedies. And if we can be in the sunshine, which we all need more of, and if we can breathe some fresh air, all of that goes away in more than just, I got to work out and it kind of checks multiple boxes off. That's so true. I I joined an outdoor workout group like three years ago. It meets twice a week and rain, shine, sleet, freezing 100 degrees doesn't matter we do it <laughs> and people always look at us crazy it. and i'm just like i don't i don't like i look at you crazy like you're you're spending 2 hours inside you know like doing your workout like that's boring <laughs> that's not exciting uh, yeah it's not fun <laughs> you know well, like i want to be out yeah. in the elements <laughs> 
Totally. Well, seriously, let me know. Where the, we'll, we'll send you guys some MBACs. We'll have so much fun with them. <laughs> oh, definitely. Well, we, we, we just had one arrive today, so I'm really looking forward to, to using it. Um, oh, I'm going to bring great. it to the workout tomorrow, so it'll, it'll definitely be fun. Um, okay, so I want to talk about the Kickstarter. Well, the first Kickstarter you launched, because obviously after you do one, you kind of know how it works, what's the best way to really market it. But, um, you know, you you raised or you hit your goal in four hours what did you do uh to set yourself up so that you uh so drastically uh crushed your goal so i, I think you ended a little uh, under or close to two hundred thousand dollars at the end of um the first campaign how did you really make it so successful yeah it, you know i was so sometimes ignorance is a little bit of bliss, right? So if it's your first time trying something, you have this like sense of, well, if it fails, I guess I'm I'm not that disappointed because it is what it is and we did our best. So we had the prototypes ready. They were all the wrong color and they were the wrong size, but we at least had something we could shoot the video with and take pictures of and the proof of concept was there. So we, at that point were like, okay, we are ready to launch this. The video was obviously the biggest thing to explain the story, which you learn how to do it better the next time around. But you just, you know, I got lucky with my really good friend who does all my videos for my training in online business. He was like, sure, let's shoot a Kickstarter video for the first time. So it was his first time too, but we were in Colorado. So we just knew you know, everywhere I worked out with it up to that point, because I was testing it all over and in love with it. I, we just started shooting at those areas. And so for me, it was launching it in the same realm that I had launched my online training. So my programs online are all 21 day programs. So you sign up and then you get an email a day and you log your points for, did you work out? Did you drink enough water? Did you cut sugar? You know, it's teaching you about very simple habits and the basics of nutrition. And so I decided that those people, they had already committed to this challenge and they had already committed to me as a trainer. And so I wanted them to feel so a part of this launch that they were the first to know about it. And so I made them really have this fun first access kind of pass. They were the first ones to watch the video. They were the first ones to be a part of it. And that I think is really what propelled me into this kind of all of a sudden, you know, within four hours it was funded because they felt a part of it, but they also were so excited for me that they shared with everybody else. And so, you know, even though we, our goal was 17,000 and, um, we ended up with the Kickstarter in the 30 days raising 140,000. And it was just, it just was like the snowball effect. Like I knew the need was there. We have the adventure people, we have the fitness people, we have the combo people, we have backpack people, you know, there's just lots of little niches that I just try to tap into, whether it was, um, getting into articles with Denver, local Denver dude and Denver press, or whether it was reaching out to some contacts, you know, anybody and everybody, I was just pushing and pushing and pushing. Can you help me share this? Can you tweet this? Can you repost this? Uh, you know, it was a 30 day, 30 day campaign. So even though you get it on day one, you want to keep that momentum alive as much as you can. And so, uh, it was a fun, a fun project for me because it was, um, just brand new. I had never done anything like that where you hit your goal, but you still are trying to ask people to still engage and to still help you because it allows you to grow more. It allowed me to make better, better product. Honestly, you know, if I can get a little bit more, I can add a different color. If I can get a little bit more, I can add a different zipper, like every single dollar and every single pledge was a, a 
ability and an, a permission for me to make the product even better than it was. So it was super fun for me. It, throughout the journey uh, of impact, impact, did you ever have any mentors that really helped you sort of walk through the journey? You know, that's a great question. I feel like the people that I asked, you know, the design backpack designers and my video person, um, and you know, just me asking a lot of questions became, that was my mentorship. It was really saying, okay, this is the problem I have. What do I do now? I had never been able to find something that was like, I want to be like that. It was always pick, like kind of seeing the audience I had and seeing the audience I wanted and then and then figuring it out from there. So, um, I guess the mentors came from individual places. So it was a compilation. It was like a big group effort of every single person's feedback and picking and choosing and trying to figure out, you know, cause it was, it was the first of its kind. It is the first and only backpack turn weight training bag. And, um, you know, I'm so proud of that fact. Like I want to be a a heavy hitter in the backpack space, but I also want to be a heavy hitter in the fitness training space. And so putting those two together was what allowed that to make it a winning solution. Now, with having a brand that has a heavy focus on nature and outdoors, the outdoors, how do you keep sustainability in mind uh, when manufacturing um, all the bags that you guys make? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, the product material, so Cordura is something that I'm proud of and will always use. I will never use anything else besides that. And I just am obsessed with my manufacturer. I know where it comes from. I know who they are. I uh, am grateful to be able to provide jobs for hundreds of people in some small way. And so it, to me, as somebody that went from just being my own solo entrepreneur and business owner to being somebody that can employ not only on my side, 15 people, but on the manufacturer side and the designer side and the social media side, little things that you don't even think about. For me, that's where I'm just constantly amazed by and why I will always continue to push for new product and for new designs and for new innovations within the company. What's been the hardest part about starting and, and building uh, MPAC? Um, I guess I don't really know if I have a heart. It's all, it is, you know, at the business owners all know this. It's all hard. You know, it can be in some spaces really easy and it flows. And then the next day it all goes to total shit. So <laughs> I don't think there is an answer of like, what's the hardest part? I think it was really, as soon as I made the decision that I was going to just take the risk and try something totally new, uh, once you make that commitment, you know, I think that just says to the universe, like, I'm ready, let's see what can happen. And so maybe the hardest part was just getting over that doubt that I could go from somebody that just did online training programs to somebody that could be a product developer. Now, along the journey, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you've made? So many mistakes. It's not even funny. I mean, I just, when you think of the Kickstarter, we 
you know, the ways I did the second Kickstarter were so much different than the ways I did the first for so many reasons, but mainly because you get your first initial pre-order. So you want to make sure that those people get it as soon as you can. So you start to put, you start to put in orders to your manufacturer and then all of a sudden you get more orders and more orders. And so you are, the planning was just awful. We just had no systemized, you know, as soon as these 30 days are done, because we ended up going from Kickstarter to Indiegogo. So there was always more pre-orders coming in. We never slowed down. And so that was my biggest issue is not figuring out how to manage the the timing of that well. And also the quality, since our manufacturer wasn't quite prepared for it, um, the size changed. So we had like a about 250 bags that didn't, that were first created and they didn't work. And so those were, that was just such a heavy hit, you know? So basically all your hard work and all this money is going into this and you're trying to keep it in made in Colorado. And it was just, it just was a a total mess. And so it was really pivoting and saying, okay, well, this is what we need to do. We obviously, we're not, when we do a Kickstarter, we know, but once we're on, e- once we're on our website, it'll be a little bit easier, a little bit more um, controlled. And I think that was probably the biggest challenge and mistake of trying to constantly get ahead of inventory when you just can't in that, in that realm. So um, yeah, I think lots of mistakes, but then you learn it for the next round and then you just kind of roll with the punches. That's the life of uh, starting and running a business. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> now, what advice would you give to someone that wanted to start a business, whether it was in the outdoor health space or just a business in general? So I'm a huge proponent for somebody to start their own business. I just think, you know, my biggest passion is don't do something that's already there. And if you do something that's already there, make sure it's really improved and it's really unique in its own way. I think it sounds very glamorous to start your own business and it sounds very cool to be your be your own boss, but um I'm only doing this, you know, because it's it's such an extension of me. It's like if I don't do it, I don't know what else I would do because I'm so passionate about it. And so if you don't have that thing that you can't stop thinking about, or it like sits right in your chest and it wants to explode because you're so excited about it. If you know, it's not to say that you can't get more passionate about something as time goes, but when those hard days come, when those mess ups come, when those really expensive mistakes happen, the thing that keeps you there, the thing that keeps you going and motivated is always because you couldn't imagine your life without it. So find that thing, whatever that thing is, what makes you excited, what lights you up, what do your friends and your family say that you can't stop talking about and that you're totally a geek about. Um, And if it is in that realm, if you're able to feel that passion and then monetize it, there's nothing cooler than that. Yeah, you have to be passionate about what you're doing because there are going to be times where it really sucks. <laughs> yes. yes, And you got to do a ton of work and all your friends are going out doing fun things and you're like, no, nah, okay, let's <laughs> answer yeah. email at 1230 on a, on, a, on a Friday night or something. Yeah. Um, so where, where do you see MPAC in the next year, five years, 10 years down the road? Yeah. So the company Evolve Motion, so MPAC is kind of our flagship product, right? So it's our backpack turned weight training bag, and we have a couple variations of it. Uh, For me, I'm ready to make more bags that aren't just backpacks. So that's what I really see long-term. How can I create products that are all around the same mission? They are there to 
serve as a function of being a bag in some capacity, but they can also help me in my fitness journey, in my adventure journey, in my lifestyle journey, whatever it is. I want something that just makes people realize that you can evolve your motion. You can constantly be moving as a human and not in the four, you know, four wall setting that we always think of in a gym setting because the world is, it really is our gym. We can, we can have so much fun with it if we have a couple of the right tools. So, um, I just see it becoming a really fun giant playground for people. I want it to grow and, um, continue to help people access strength training wherever they are, whether it's traveling or whether it's at home or whether it's outside on a mountain. Love the mission. Um, what's the best part about being an entrepreneur and running your own, your own business? I think for me, you know, I'm such a creative brain. I am obsessed with being able to use that every day. And not only is it a necessity, but it is, uh, you know, to evolve the company and to stay ahead of the game and to continue growth. I think it really is an extension of me. It's, it's what I love to do if I could just create every day then I will be happy. <laughs> there's nothing, there's, that's kind of the simplest way to say it. I'm just, I'm directly, my happiness is directly related with how much I can have creative, uh, creative freedom. And so I think that creative freedom and the ability to just constantly do that for a job is the coolest. That's really awesome. I can hear the passion, um, in your voice talking about all, all these things and it's exciting to see all of the different things that you're working on through the podcast, through the, the backpacks, through the training, health, nutrition. It, it really is um, an awesome thing to see someone with, you know, that first idea of becoming a veterinarian to now, you know, all of these other things you have going on and helping so many different people, um, you know, figure out their own health and nutrition and a bit ways to work out, you know, not just in a gym, like you were saying. Um, and I really want to thank you for taking the time to come on the podcast and share your story and all the things that you have going on. But I also want to um, say for the listener, if you're listening before February 8th, you can actually enter to win an impact on RedYeti.com. So just head over to Red Yeti for your chance to win. And with that, Emily, thanks so much for taking the time to come on the podcast and share your story. Really loved it. Woohoo. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready 80 Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.